We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Field of 68 Media Network presents Red is the New Orange, a Syracuse basketball podcast. Vince intercepts a pass, breakaway for the freshman guard, he flies and slams! Aerial assault from Judah Vince. Looking to go back door to Bell, they get it to a near corner three, knocks it down! Chris Bell, the sharpshooter. Bringing you everything you need to know out of the 315. Up top, Williams searches ahead, up with the right hand and in. A pretty up and under move from Benny Williams to beat his man. Over to Taylor. He skips into the lane, puts up a floater, and drops in. Let's get it started with your host, Ian Unsworth and Johnny Gadamowitz. Well, as we hop on here this Monday morning and break down Syracuse's 99-70 to loss on the road to Wake Forest over the weekend, it would be odd to open up this podcast in a positive light when you consider how this game went. But I'm going to do my best to do that a little bit. With Ian Unsworth, I'm Johnny Gadamowitz. It's Red is the New Orange. We're a part of the Field of 68 podcast network. Find us wherever you get your podcast. You guys know the drill. Ian, I want to give a little bit of credit where credit is due. I don't know if credit is the right word, but to watch that post-game press conference and to see Red Autry say the things that he did and quite literally apologize and take some accountability. No longer is this, oh, you know, Wake Forest is a good team. You know, they're a good team. Let's tip our cap. No, the, the focus was internal. The focus was on Syracuse and what Syracuse did wrong. I can't remember the last time there was an Orange press conference run by a head coach. And this is no knock on Jim because Jim is obviously a legend in his own right. But I think refreshing is a word that comes to mind, Ian, to hear how willing Red was to admit the shortcomings and the failures of Syracuse in that basketball game. The presser lasted three minutes and 49 seconds, and there probably wasn't a positive thing said in it. Apologizing to the fans, to the university for that performance, won't be tolerated, I think, is the, is the key 
the key phrase that I took away from that, the fact that Red saying that Syracuse shouldn't lose like this, right? Last year, there were excuses made for why Syracuse lost like this. And on Saturday, Autry probably after watching an entire half of his team down double digits, loses it and the fuse goes off. But it was well, well deserved. Um, this is something that probably needed to happen. And it was going to happen at some point in time, whether it was Wake Forest. I mean, the BC game was close enough. But between Florida State, UNC, there's only so many games you can lose by 16 or more points and feel like you're still a competitor in this conference. I do wonder at what point in time in the game Autry had that moment of realization and self-reflection of, all right, tonight's the night I'm going to do this. Yeah, we're burning the bridges tonight. Yeah, like was it at the half when they were down 14 and things looked ugly? Or was it in the second half when things just completely unraveled? Two straight games now, Ian, where this Syracuse defense has really let them down. Um, you know, and, and we've sort of we've sort of critiqued the defense a little bit up until this point in the year, but but not to the point where it's gotten as bad as it has been over the past two games. I mean, 57 second half points. Even in the first, the number is not as lopsided. Wake puts up 42 in the first 20 minutes. But offensively, it just felt like the Demon Deacons were having whatever they wanted inside, outside, mid-range, attacking different guys, making it a point to exploit some of Syracuse's weaknesses. And you're aligned to Boston College, kind of a similar narrative, right? Like the Orange defenses did not have any answers for the Eagles. And even more so, they had no answers for Wake Forest, which on a night where your offense isn't playing great, you only score 70 right? You need your defense to step up and kind of be the strong suit of your game. Couldn't have been further from what actually happened. And a little credit to Wake Forest. You have to make the shots. You're give, Even though you're given the open shots, you have to make them. But at a certain point, there are just too many open shots out there. There was only one Wake player that shot under 50% personally from the field. And that was Damari Monsanto, who was just hucking them when he got them. Yeah. It was two of five from three. Everyone else got a ton of open looks. And most of those came at the rim. Wake Forest absolutely destroyed Syracuse in the pick and roll. They'd get Malik Brown out of the paint, swing it quick, and then have Hunter Salas or Hildreth or even Parker Fredrickson get downhill, attack the paint, either dish it off to a big or just go themselves. And it was too easy. No one slid help side. No one was there to stop the drives. Wake had 40 points in the paint and probably could have had more if this game was even close, too close. I think there are two things that contribute to that. One, I think, is effort. I think this team effort-wise just wasn't there. They didn't match the energy that they needed to. They didn't show up ready to go. And that's the vibe you get from the Autry press conference, certainly. I think part two of it, though, is personnel, Ian. And, you know, you, we can go back to your little film breakdown on one of our early episodes of this team just really still hasn't figured out to defend the pick and roll all that great. Um, Wake knew that. Wake went to town on him for it. 
So uh, it, it's tough because of those personnel issues. You have a tough time getting after them from the effort standpoint, because even if they did show up ready to go, your strengths and your strengths, your strengths are your strengths and your weaknesses are your weaknesses. And there's only so much you can handle in things that your roster is not well suited to handle. But at the same time, when the effort is falling short, it almost feels like that trumps any sort of personnel or roster makeup problems. You know, the five stages of grief, Johnny, yeah. like one of which, them's which anger, one of them's yeah. denial. I, I don't exactly know how the, how it works. Like I, I can't remember the order off the top of my head, but it seems like we've reached the point where Syracuse, when the game gets lopsided is, is at the acceptance stage. Yeah. And against North Carolina, it was definitely anger. It was frustration. Syracuse players were jabbering at each other. They weren't paying attention to the bench. They did. They couldn't figure out why this was happening. Against Wake, people just slumped their shoulders and trundled on. There was no life. There wasn't much of a spark that came from anyone, even though nine different guys saw the floor. And when you have no spark, when you have no juice, no one's going to buckle up defensively and get a stop. It's just, it's just the it's the sad state of what it is. And if Syracuse is going to get knocked down by one punch, which is going to happen when offensively you're just incompetent at times, th this team isn't going to make it very far. And it, we should probably zoom out big picture shortly. But, I mean, offensively still – the team, the team just didn't look together. And we can say the same thing on both ends of the floor. They Wake Forest blitzed Mintz, blitzed Starling, and forced the rest to take shots. And Justin Taylor in the first half was not ready to shoot. Neither was Chris Bell. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
for the orange fan who wants to be an optimist and look at it glass half full, Wake's a really good team. Um, you know, not quite top of the conference, but in kind of that next tier right there, a top five ACC team, I'd say. For me, and you talk big picture, Ian, the thing that's concerning from a Syracuse standpoint and probably the most alarming more so than anything else, any time this year, this team has gone up against a very good team. They've kind of gotten smoked. 99 to 70 against Wake. UNC, 103 to 67. Duke, a 20-point loss, 86 to 66. You're a line back to 2023. Even a Virginia squad that's nothing great this year. Yeah, they're not 20 good. 20-point loss, right? You go to Maui, Tennessee, Gonzaga, like – this team is just in a different ballpark right now as far as the teams that expect to make the NCAA tournament and compete for conference championships. And I think, you know, we can talk big picture all we want about, you know, all the issues and where do you go from here. To me, that is the crux of the – that's at the heart of what the problem is. Like this team is just in a different stratosphere than the program's that are where you want to be as a fan, as a player, as a coach. And I don't know how you take that leap to get into that category. I'm not sure. It has to be frustrating for Syracuse fans because Steve Forbes isn't out here recruiting five-star guys. Right. Like you look at the roster, Hunter Salas came off the bench for two years at Gonzaga. Boopy Miller is from central Michigan. Cameron Hildreth is from England. Efton reads at his third school. It's not like he's got world beaters. He doesn't have the five-star recruits and the pick of the litter, but he uses his talent well, and he creates a system. It's guard-focused. It's The offense is very fast-paced, and, and it works, and it's worked over and over again. It's beaten Syracuse over and over again. I think the challenge for Red Autry going forward isn't necessarily getting the talent. I mean, two top, what, top 50 recruits coming in next year? I guess where, right. wherever you find Elijah Moore on the recruiting services. But you got to go in the portal and get some dudes that defend. You know what I mean? Get some, get some mid-major guys that now that Syracuse isn't playing zone anymore, want to come play at the power five level and have a nose for the basketball because Syracuse doesn't have enough of those guys on this team. And it shows when one run happens and they can't get a stop. You don't have a guy you can switch on to Hunter Salas to lock him down for two minutes. And then it turns into Judah ball on the other end. Right. There has to be some breaking point for these runs that have continually downed Syracuse game after game after game. And it, it's not like they're, they're short, you know, 10-0 run, and then it, the game ends by five. No, it feels like when teams go on runs against Syracuse, it's an entire half. BC, entire half. Tennessee, Gonzaga, entire second half. The team's leading. The team's on a run. The team has an edge over Syracuse. There's not enough defense, and the game planning just isn't good enough. 
So a couple things with that. Uh, I admire their testament to kind of sticking with it, right? Like when we were coming into this season, you say, okay, JJ's new, Nahima Cloud is new, Westry's new, obviously he has the injury. But for the most part, they, they ran it back, right? Like same core, you know, Judah, Taylor, Bell, Shore, Jesse, and Joe are gone, but a lot of the same guys. And there's something to be said for that, or at least giving that a try, right? Because we don't see a ton of that in the college hoops world anymore. How many teams have four of their five starters change on a year-to-year basis? Feels like a lot. And for whatever reason, Syracuse didn't want to do that this year. They were comfortable with what they had. There's something to be said for everybody growing together, taking that next step and maturing. But just because you do that, isn't going to guarantee results. At some point, you have to adapt or die, right? That's what we've heard forever now, Ian. And it feels like, and and again, that's not to say they didn't do anything in the transfer portal. They didn't bring guys in. They did. And they didn't let guys go. They did. I don't know if let guys go is the right phraseology there. John Bolajac's been in the portal, what, three times? No one wanted him. Right. But if, you know, I posed the question to you earlier, what's it going to take to get this team in that echelon of Gonzaga's and Tennessee's and Duke's and North Carolina's. If that's embracing a full-on retool, and I don't say rebuild notice, I say retool, by attacking the portal, so be it, right? Like, I'm okay with that. I I think emotionally, there's a, there's a level of wanting to stick to your guns, right? You've got your guys, you recruited them, you brought them here, you want to see them go on to succeed. But you can only sing the songs, sing the same song so many times before you kind of know what the ceiling is. And I think we're starting to approach that level with this group. It's the same thing, Ian, with me. Like, I'll make a cross-sport analogy here. For those who don't know, I'm a diehard New York Mets fan. Love the Mets. Love them for as long as I have, as long as I've lived. They're one of my, you know, when you think of Johnny as a sports fan, you think of the Mets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The the core of the New York Mets of Pete Alonzo, Brandon Nimmo, Jeff McNeil, and Francisco Lindor. I love them. Four great baseball players. Is it a World Series winning core? No, it's not. And it pains me to say that, but I've seen it year in, year out now. And obviously, college basketball is a little different than Major League Baseball. But I think you get where I'm going with that, Ian. There's You said it perfectly. There's a ceiling. And there's development that everyone has called for and wondered where it is. 
And now after over a year and a half, be it two and a half years for some of these guys, we're just not seeing it. And yes, some of them have carved out roles and it seems like this year people have more of a defined idea of what they're supposed to be doing. That's good on the coaching staff. But there are some guys that aren't playing up to those roles. Simply put, you, you can be, you can have the game plan in your mind and you can be ready to, to go out and execute. But if you're not going to execute, it, it's just not going to work. And people, people go in the portal to fulfill their needs. You're not just looking for some guys. And uh, maybe Coach Autry last year in the portal, I mean, J.J. was an obvious lock to come to Syracuse. He said he should, he should have done it right out of high school. And it's obvious that he fits well. But other than that, if you're going to just go in the portal and kind of look around and maybe see what's there and not really, you know, kind of just – it's like going to the grocery store without a list. You're just looking at every single aisle. Oh, maybe I want some Cheerios. Maybe I got to stop and get a get a bag of chips here. Oh, soy sauce? Do I need that? No, you need to go in the portal, and it should be much easier after this year. Have some intention. Yeah, have a list of what you need and get two or three guys that check those boxes. Because this team isn't necessarily – you don't need a full-on revamp. There's still talent. But guys are going to leave, and you need to fill this team's need, which right now is defense, size, shooting. Find two, three guys that check those boxes. But it needs to who's, happen because – Who's this next offseason's Dalton Connect? Go get a go get a lockdown defender. Go get a sharpshooter. That, that would work wonders for this Syracuse team. And, and you know, I've got the faith – in Autry and the coaching staff to go out there and do it, right? Your your pitch is convincing enough. It's Syracuse basketball for crying out loud, right? There's history. And you're let's playing. be honest, you're, you're probably going to start. Yeah. The, the, the recruiting pitch is a compelling enough one, and you hope that translates over to a lot of these, you know, top high school prospects that are looking Syracuse's way as well. All told now, uh, Syracuse drops to sub-500 in ACC play. Five and six through 11 conference games. Maybe even a little more concerning, two and five on the road. As much as everybody looks at that 10 and one dome record and starts salivating over it, I don't care when you're two and five on the road. That is not a formula for success. Before we look ahead, and thank God for Syracuse fans, the team coming up next is the team you want to play when you're trying to get right. Oh, I'm not so sure, Johnny. Not so sure. I think it is. I think it is. It's the Louisville Cardinals, spoiler alert. Uh, we'll check in on what's going on over in Louisville coming up after a short break. First, let's hear from Rob and BetMGM. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl. 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. 
Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. Well, before the break, we told you Syracuse has Louisville coming up, and that is a reason in it of itself for optimism for the Orange. And Ian, I know you're going to tell me, oh, they just put up 100 on a pretty good Florida State squad. I don't care, man. Do you remember back in November and December when this team was losing games to schools that you and I have never even heard of? Like, this is a program that is in scramble mode, to say the least. And I know the FSU win at least kind of flips the momentum a little bit for the time being, and they lost single digits to Clemson, and Duke only beat them by 14. But I think if you were to do a conference power rankings, they're certainly in the cellar. If you want to make the case, maybe Notre Dame, then Louisville one slot above them, be my guest. Point being, it's a get-right game. Yeah, I'm, I mean, every once in a while, Louisville just pulls a rabbit out of the hat. They beat Miami on the road. And Miami obviously has defensive deficiencies. But that was 80 to 71. I mean, nine points is nine points. The thing that worries me about this game is that Louisville kind of out-Florida stated Florida State. Um, tied in the rebound action of Florida State, out-rebounded them by one. But Florida State out-rebounded Syracuse by double digits. Louisville had four different guys with 18 or more points. Tyler Johnson, freshman point guard, 27 and 11 dimes. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, former Syracuse recruit, two times. First when he went to Tennessee, then when he went in the portal. 29 points, seven boards, four of those offensively. What does that sound like to me, Johnny? Sounds like pick and roll. Yeah. And Kenny Payne. For all the detractors he has, that dude is a former NBA coach. And if there's one thing people know in the NBA, it's how to get mismatches, and it's how to run the freaking pick and roll. Louisville doesn't shoot it well. Like, this is not a team of world beaters. They were 3 of 11 from 3 against Florida State. They're bottom 60 in the country in three-point shooting. Right, They're not going to shoot you out of the gym. But every once in a while, this team just figures out how to play hard. And I like we, I think emotionally for Syracuse, this is a game that can be deflating and overwhelming if Louisville, you know, who's got this somehow mojo that's been built up after a, a very good home conference win against a team that I think has a chance, outside chance to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, again, Syracuse won't be overwhelmed in the in the scoring column, but I think this team could get overwhelmed emotionally. 
They do have five guys who are averaging double figures. Now, granted, one of them is J.J. Trainer, who has not played since early December. But they've got options. And if they watched any film from that Wake Forest game, which I'm sure they did, then, Ian, you hit the nail on the head. You can be sure to see a lot more pick-and-roll action for the Cardinals. Their biggest issue, talking about Louisville, I think, probably falls on the defensive side of the ball. 214 in Ken Palm defensive rating wise. And I know that number doesn't tell you everything, but I think this goes back to a key that we have brought up numerous times this year where hot starts are going to be crucial for Syracuse, right? You've lost two in a row. These guys are probably rare to go to get out there and do their thing. Get me to the under 16 with a nice six to eight point lead, right? Get that dome crowd fired up. You always wonder, you know, how those midweek games are going to be attendance-wise. But it's a Wednesday, 7 o'clock game. Student body should show up for it, even though maybe emotions are a bit down. And it's early February. There's not a ton going on in central New York. It's cold, right? If you're Syracuse, show up. Make a couple early threes. Make a couple exciting plays. Maybe a block or two on the defensive end. Raise the bar of that energy level and and kind of set the tone early. This is a game where the longer you let Louisville kind of hang around, then the worse your chances are going to be in the long run to walk out of there with a victory. I think you've got to really come out hot, come out strong, and I fully expect them to do just that. Louisville's only lost two conference games in a single-digit margin. Everything else has been double-digit blowouts. So if you get them down, you can crush them. But if you let them hang around, it's 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 worrisome. Syracuse has to get to the rim. That's yes, the making making the early threes is nice, but we know the team won't do it on a consistent basis. However, good news: Louisville allows opponents to shoot fifty four percent from two. You get past the guards. Huntley Hatfield is not that big. He's six ten two forty, but isn't necessarily the most vertical athlete in the world. I think you can go at him, get a couple early fouls on him, and then Louisville's bench is scant when it comes to big men. They had a dude named Devis, Dennis Evans, who's 7-1 and wore the, the rec specs, the sports goggles, but he's only played in seven games, started five. I think he's, he's probably done for the year. So the big depth is very shallow, just like Syracuse, and the orange – if we're being completely honest, have have better options when it comes to getting downhill and going at the rack. Well, when these two teams went toe-to-toe last year in Kentucky, it was, too close. Oh. It was a one-point Syracuse win thanks to a pair of Joe Girard game-clinching free throws with under 20 seconds to go in that game, and then the Orange got the stop in the final seconds. And then Jim Beheim be... went in the press conference after and called Louisville a good team. Yes, he did. He did exactly that. Uh, the men's squad looking to provide a little bit of a revenge. The Louisville women took down the recently red-hot Syracuse women last week. So we'll see if Red Autry and crew can do just that as they try to get back in the win column. Again, it's coming up. It's Wednesday night. It is 7 o'clock from the Dome. We will be back on Friday to break it all down, look ahead to the weekend, and you know make the most out of what the rest of this regular season has to offer. At least that's what Syracuse is going to try to do on the court. We will certainly be doing that here on the pod for the course of the rest of the season. Once again, give us a follow on Twitter at F68 underscore Cuse. 
I'm Johnny. I'm over at, at Johnny G Wits. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-G-W-I-T-Z. Ian is at I-U-N-Z-Y, underscore, I-U-N-Z-Y. And then don't forget that underscore at the end. Be sure to check out everything going on over at the Fields of 68. They broke down what was really just a wild weekend this past weekend when you talk about all those top 10 matchups. I know some of them not necessarily living up to the hype as much with maybe as many close games as people would have thought, but still a really exciting, a really entertaining weekend nonetheless. And the next month or so, buckle up, folks, because it is going to be a fun ride down this home stretch of the regular season. Maybe not from a Syracuse standpoint. We'll keep our fingers crossed the Orange keep it fun and interesting. Yeah, let me tell you, in North Carolina, no one's going to shut up about that Duke-Carolina game for the next two weeks. So, Oh, yeah. Enjoy that, Ian. I'm sure you're going to hear that in all the gyms and coffee shops. That's going to be the chatter for the next couple of weeks. That's going to do it for this edition of Red is the New Orange with Ian. I'm Johnny saying so long. Enjoy the game. Hopefully Syracuse back in the wing column. We'll talk to you on Friday to break it all down. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.